G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today I have my friend and guest and I guess Coach Mark Carroll contributor a lot of the time is Roger from A Healthy Shift. Roger is um, has been writing for us on our website for a while and is in our challenge with community with educational videos. Um, Roger's a nutritionist and has also been doing my programs for a fair few years that Roger got my first ever program, Gen Pop Transformations, over four years ago. Um, and so, yeah, so for those who don't know Roger, do you want to give them a little insight into who you are? Yeah, and uh, good morning to you, Mark. I, um, well, for me, I've, I'm a veteran shift worker. I've been doing shift work for almost four decades, and um I now run my business, A Healthy Shift, where I coach shift workers and help the shift workers around uh, nutrition and health and well-being around that. Um, And also just to help them to thrive, not just survive crawling from one shift to another. So I coach people one-to-one in relation to that. And um, as well as, well, assisting you with writing a few of your blogs and, and supporting the programs, which I absolutely love. Yeah, so Roger's doing the Phoenix Method, our current challenge at the moment. Yep, I absolutely it. love it. Um, I've, it's really given me a really good passion, Mark, to come back because I've. There's no secret. I'm in Melbourne, and I've been locked down for the best part of two years, and we've come out of it. And I lost all of my motivation to train um, because we couldn't get to the gyms, and then it was stop, start, stop, start. And I think anybody that lives in Melbourne in particular will certainly be able to relate to, to that. Um, the probably I think it's the world's most locked down city. Um, yeah, but now I'm back, and I'm really, really enjoying the confidence at getting back into the gym and how it makes you feel. Awesome. So today's episode, guys, I want to talk about a topic which I've been going through for the last couple of years really and Roger as well kind of um, different kind of reasons I guess and stages of where we're at but that topic is falling off the gym and then coming back to the gym after a long layoff Um, so I know a lot of you who follow me are people who you know they love the training obviously you love learning you mean business when you train in the gym but we're all human you know training was my life and you know, Roger, I remember was got in fantastic shape um, a few years ago off the back end of my programs. And then things happen in life. And for whatever reason, we all have our reasons, but we go through periods where we drop off, maybe not totally, or maybe, you know, reduce from absolutely loving the gym to going through phases of not really enjoying the gym. And then also periods of just doing sometimes nothing and you feel guilty for it and you want to get back in there and it starts to become quite a mental game. So falling off the gym and really trying to pick yourself up and coming back is actually something super common, especially I see it in my DMs all the time. So we'll break down kind of Roger will give and myself give you a little bit of insight into our own personal reasons why we've had, um, I guess those periods um, and, you know, what we're doing each to kind of get back to it. And also the mental side of things of getting yourself in a position to try basically work up the confidence to get back in the gym and understand um, it's a process and 
manage your expectations. So before we get into it, guys, as always, please leave a five-star rating if you never have with the Coach Mark Carroll podcast and share it to your friends. Whenever you share it, it always helps a lot um, to your audience and stuff like that. Now, Roger, um, for me, when I, I guess, falling off with the gym, it was a standpoint of, I remember going into COVID, I think, I actually remember seeing a photo of myself and I was about 83, 84 kilos, six pack. I was walking around, you know, it was kind of just going through the motions, six pack. I was training four or five days a week, about 83, 84 kilos. And this was cruise control. I wasn't my, you know, jacked bodybuilder self at 89, eight, 90 kilos shredded, but I was, you know, 83 kilos lean, super easy, you know, like clockwork. I was just living my life. And Six months later, I was 98 kilos. Um, so I went from 83 kilos to 98 kilos, zero muscle gain, only muscle lost. I spent about six months probably doing absolutely nothing other than, other than some crappy home workouts at home with not much to use um, during the COVID period. And so that was kind of the catalyst of me kind of putting on a lot of weight and really, I guess, losing the habit of going to the gym, you know, when it's just, uh, all right, I've got to train this, is what I do. But when that got taken away from you, the ability to even go outside in Australia, I really lost that routine. And that was, I think, the real, the real driver of, you know, losing your routine, getting depressed because you couldn't go outside and kind of get into that fuck it mode of, hey, like, what's the point? Um, was it something similar for you? It was exactly the same, Mark. I think I spoke on your original podcast about how much I enjoyed Gen Pop because of the structure of the program, four days a week. I knew yeah, exactly. Gen Pop's my program. first program ever, just so yeah. you guys know. Yeah, yeah. Gen Pop was the very, very first program that Mark did. I remember when it came along and I remember looking at it and thinking, wow, this is great. It's all laid out. I can see what I need to do. And I did it because I was just treading water. I was literally going from PT to PT. And I wasn't getting anywhere at all. So I did Gen Pop. And then, of course, at the end of, towards the end of Gen Pop, you then released the art of reverse dieting. And I needed to learn how to reverse out of what I had achieved because I dropped significant weight, Mark. I dropped, I think I went from uh, something around 89 kilos to 77 kilos through Gen Pop. Um, and I was feeling absolutely amazing, incredible from four days a week. Um, and just steps. I learned um, uh, so much about nutrition. In fact, you know, it gave me the passion um, to uh, study nutrition moving on from Gen Pop. So that started that. Then the art of reverse dieting taught me the science behind reversing out of the actual um, deficit that I'd been in. I then was uh, wandering along and I started male method from memory. I think I started male method one and then COVID happened and then the gym shut down. Now, I certainly wasn't a fitspo. I wasn't an influencer. I had nothing. I had no gym equipment, no nothing at all. And of course, as everybody does, you start out doing these home workouts with body weight exercises and then you do literally just get to the stage where you go, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And we were very depressed, you know, in Melbourne. We were 
We couldn't go out. We weren't allowed to leave the home. I couldn't even see family. I couldn't do anything. We were too far away. Um, and you get depressed and you end up just sitting there and doing the Netflix and chill. And you know that the less you move, the more weight you gain because we're used to eating what we were eating. And I literally, I can tell you categorically that when I finished Gen Pop and then finished the Art of Reverse Dieting, I think from memory, I was about 78, 79 kilos. I can tell you today, I actually weigh 95 kilos. 95 kilos I weigh. So I've put on a good 20 kilos. Now, I I still feel great because I've got positive body image for what my body does, but I don't look anywhere near as as good as I did then. I certainly wouldn't rip my shirt off and go and swim in Coach Mark Carroll's pool in case he pulled his camera out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't do that. But the bottom line is I lost my motivation completely and it's incredibly hard to get that back. Um, And as you know... We just wander and then we snack and we eat and there's no movement. We can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. And then you just have those effort moments, like you said, and you think, yeah, I can't, can't do anything. I just, I'm just not motivated that way. And then it, it um, progressively gets worse and worse and worse. I think for myself, though, what I found really interesting, right, is we obviously in life we all have things that kind of bring a sense of reward and you know the the gym was one of those things you know it's you go do something you often don't really want to do but then you do something hard and then you get that dopamine hit for actually feeling like you accomplished something you go do something you don't really want to do it you go up get up and go you train and then you feel really good after you feel like you accomplished something and that feeling of hey cool, I like this, you know, the endorphins kind of feeling of accomplishing something. But what I found, though, that during COVID, when that kind of got taken away, you naturally look for something to replace that. And for the first time in my life ever, I found food replaced that. And my body or my mind was searching for a hit. And of course, you literally in Australia, we couldn't leave the house and you were literally, literally threatened with arrest for leaving the house. It was just madness. Um, what became my sense of reward was ordering Uber Eats. And I was then ordering terrible food over and over and over throughout the day whilst combining that with zero exercise. So burning very little calories other than walking my dog around the block, which you're allowed to do, but then having the worst food I've ever had in my life. And that was the one thing that kind of felt like a bit of a, 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 a dopamine hit that food became that thing. And that's what also then really made me rapidly gain weight whilst, whilst the hard thing is, is that even though you know, you are, when you feel like you're going so far backwards, it's really hard to get back into the gym because you just feel like, ah, I'm so far away from where I need to be. You know, it's like when I got to from, you know, 88 kilos when my, when I was 83, it seemed like, ah, it's too far. Then I got to 90 kilos. Ah, you know, it's too hard. And then you keep creeping up and up and up and further away from where you used to be. And you kept feeling worse and worse and worse, but you compounded the problem by um, making things even harder on yourself by when you felt, when I felt bad, I'd then move to food even more and more, which compounded the problem. So for myself, when 
thing with COVID in Australia, it did linger for a couple of years. It wasn't like, all right, after six months, it then opened up and then came back again and vice versa. So when I did try to kind of get myself back motivated, I think we would have gym open up for six weeks, eight weeks, and then we'll have another closure. And so it was very much a standpoint of, all right, you get a little bit of momentum and then you fall back off off again and you go back to that depressed state of being locked down. And I really think, you know, the, the hard thing is the longer that you are away from that gym environment, the further that you get away from that daily habit of going to the gym and having structure of your meals and all that stuff, the harder it often really feels to get back on track and and despite you knowing deep down you want to do it it's just it's not a standpoint where it becomes just second nature and there's so many feelings and thoughts and stuff like that which just make the process even harder I found for myself I totally agree with you on that Um, and it does and I think do you think that you took your daily routine of going to the gym for granted like you said, you walked around and you were 83, 84 kilos. You got yourself to 85, 86, but you were just training. You still had the six pack. You're still strong. Um, you're still lifting well. You're doing everything. Do you think you were actually taking that for granted at the time? Well, it's, it's funny, right? Like to me, that's just basic human kind of life. And yep. the thing is, is that if you take away the, I guess the lowest form of, you know, if you're not in jail, you should have a right to kind of go be free and do what you want. And when that kind of basic right was taken away from everyone or in Australia, especially, um, it was a really, really kind of strange time, you know, here, here you're being told majority of your life, you know, to get out, be social, do stuff, um, you know, see the world. And then you're being told you're a bad person if you go outside and you're going to get arrested and stuff like that. So it was a very, very, really, really kind of flipped upside down world. And and so it, when things change so much, it's quite it's it's quite hard to get settled and kind of know what you're doing. And I think a big part of even though I work online and and you know I stay home a lot, it's that sense of having that option to go outside it's that sense of what well, i can if i want to but when that gets taken away from you that choice and you know that choice of hey i can go to the gym and you start to lose that that sense of freedom it really i think just derails you and then i, I for myself when i get frustrated i'm like oh, well fuck this okay well if i can't do this then you know, I'm I'm going to get frustrated at the world and kind of punish the world by punishing myself. And that's kind of how it felt for me. Yep, absolutely. So you you weren't able to go to the gym. Now, during that COVID time also, you moved from what was a small apartment into your place that you're in now. Um, so once you got to that stage, what was it? How did you break back into, what was it that was the switch that flicked you over to go, I need to do this. And I, and, and what was the motivation behind you saying, I'm going to do that to get back to the gym and get yourself back into shape. I think when you kind of often look back and, you know, I'd see photos of myself and 
like, oh man, that I remember that day. Like I felt good. I remember when I was at the beach that day and took my shirt off and did those photos or whatever. I remember that feeling. And it was kind of trying to feel like, all right, let's go back to imagining what that felt like. I remember that. And, you know, I want to get that back. I want to get that sense of feeling back. And the hard thing was, especially when you're used to being majority, say from 18, 19, or even younger for me to about 30 when 31, when COVID happened, the gym was a real place where it validated me. You know, I was jacked. I was lean. And what I, what, as a guy, what you used to do at the gym, right? This is kind of me. You'd wear a singlet and then you'd have a t-shirt over top and then you'd start training, right? You do chest and you'd keep your t-shirt on until you got a pump. And then you'd take your t-shirt off once you got the pump and have your singlet on and you look in the mirror and it'd be motivating you'd be like yeah because you know obviously the pump it um increases blood flow to the muscle so you look bigger and leaner and all that stuff so it actually you'd all almost look forward to that feeling of all right that's about six working sets now i can take my shirt off and look at how amazing i am but the hard thing with, with the gym was after covid and stuff like that there wasn't that sense of feeling that validation of, Hey, I want to take my shirt off and have a singlet. It was, I don't want to take my shirt off. Cause every time just looking at them in the mirror actually made me feel 10 times worse. It made me hate myself. It made me feel like, what's the point? It made me be like, you know, when I used to see the mirror as man, like, all right, this validates why I'm here. The hard work's paying off. It was the exact opposite. And that's really hard, you know, when you're set, used to seeing, hey, this is the one, one of the one thing, few things in life that make me feel good um, from a self-esteem standpoint, that got taken away. And that was, and it still is to to this day, quite hard when you don't get that sense of mental reward, I guess, or hit for your self-esteem. And that's kind of, I think, been a big challenge to navigate what you see in the mirror these days currently is not what you used to see before. And I think that's that's something I know a lot of people struggle with when they do fall off and come back to the gym. You are doing the right thing to get in the gym. You are eating well again. But what you see is not what you saw before. Yeah, and it takes time. And that brings me to my own journey that I... I missed the confidence that being in the gym gave me. I, I missed the confidence that that feeling of the strength. Um, mine was a little bit different. I wasn't, it, as much as I, you know, I'm an older guy, obviously. I'm 58. So my body doesn't turn into a jack body like a, um, uh, like a, a, a 25, 26, 27-year-old male is going to. It takes a hell of a lot of work. But the one thing that I hung on and I really remembered was prior to Gen Pop, I had no idea. And then I started Gen Pop and I remember it was only four three quarter of an hour sessions that slowly chipped away, coupled with nutrition, that I, in 12 weeks, what I had achieved in 12 weeks. And I think now for me, I knew that you've got to take a tiny step. And it's the same with everything in nutrition. It's the same with everything in getting back into your training, whether it's walking or whether it's not um, what it is. So we find that I had this um, gen pop program that I'd followed. And now going back into it, see, Mark, I, I bought 
I, th- I think I bought into the challenge before last, before the Phoenix challenge. I bought into the last one. I did a, I did a session and thought no, this is, I just can't. Um, it wasn't for me. And I think you get into the gym and you, as you said, you catch sight of yourself in the mirror and you can see your love handles and you, you know, you're quite big. But then I'm a little bit different because I, you know, I've been trained and I work very hard in uh, positive body image. And I think no, slowly, slowly, slowly persist. Now, I was struggling with my back because during COVID, I spent a lot of time on my backside and I was studying at the time and I was building the business and and my back is buggered. Like, it's no good at all. So I then ended up with a PT and I started with a PT some three, four months ago. To and it's only three or four months ago. Like, we're well over 12 months out of COVID. Three or four months ago, I started with a PT just to get my movement patterns right and have someone look over me so I could get back into squatting, could get back into deadlifting, could get back into all of those exercises. One day a week, that's all it was. It was just one day a week going back and doing that. When I left the gym after those one day a weeks, I was feeling amazing and it reminded me of just how good you feel when you leave the gym after a good session. And that was being guided by a PT one day a week. And I knew, and that was all I was doing. I was doing nothing else other than just walking. And I'd hit my eight to 10,000 steps every day and one day a week. Then the Phoenix challenge came along and I thought, you know what? Screw this. I can do three days a week. I'm actually going to sign up for it. And I've done it. I haven't missed a session yet. And I'm enjoying, really enjoying the programs, the education, the programs. I obviously have a handle on some of the mindset stuff and also the nutrition side of things. But, you know, I'm not strict on my nutrition tracking because of what I've learned. But what I am loving is strolling into the gym and doing the exercises, which are so well structured. I mean, you've programmed, I'm not going to, you know, stroke your ego here, but they're so well structured. They're really enjoyable. And it's not long sessions. Like the deload program was ideal for me to get into the gym again and start feeling that movement, feeling that soreness and walking out and, you know, have to wash your hair the day before because you can't wash it on the, you know, the day after because you can't lift your arms above your head. I think people totally underestimate, not I don't think, I know, people totally underestimate just taking baby steps and how the action starts to proceed more and more motivation to get there. Once I started with the PT sessions, it gave me the hunger to actually do the accountability. The app is fantastic because it shows you the exercise. It does your timing for you. It You go in there, you do it, you hit your timer, you do the sets, you do the timing. It tells you about tempo, it tells you about everything that you need to know. And then you walk out of the gym and you just feel a sense of achievement, that dopamine hit, those endorphins are running through your system. It's so underestimated. Um, And now I've got motivation and I know that I'm starting to head in the right direction because it will come back Um, slowly, slowly, slowly. Like I'll be 59 this year, but I'm still, my goal is to now work myself into really good shape because by the time I'm 60, I want to be in a really good, um, you know, I want to have good lean muscle and I want to be strong. And I want to feel really good. And it's never too late. People think that even at 50, I'm only halfway through my life. At 58, I'm halfway. I'm going to live until I'm over 100. So I've literally are only halfway. I've got plenty of time. So when someone's 35 and they say, oh, I feel like I've missed my opportunity, that's rubbish. You've still got 70 years to live. Because by the time we get to there, we will live longer. 
getting back into the gym was the best thing I've done in the last, well, in the last three years by going back. I've got the opportunity now. I've got no excuse. And it really does improve so much for you in many, many ways, mentally, physically. It gives me an internal confidence that I'm of achieving. It's not so much about the image for me. It's about the internal confidence and having that, just that strength back. We've, um, we've kind of what you said about kind of coming back with one session a week initially. Um, yep. I guess I want to chat to everyone about expectations um, after, you know, you've fallen off and want to come back to the gym. Um, everyone is really different. And, you know, I train a, obviously a lot of people and for something for like myself, I'm a passionate about transformations. And, you know, before doing the Coach Mark Carroll kind of programs you guys all know about, I used to do one-on-one personal training, obviously. And I was kind of known for my epic transformations with, you know, everyday people, general population, stuff like that. And often I would get guys, for example, come to me, corporate guys, and they're in their mid-40s or 50s, and they want to get in the best shape of their life. And so they'll often come to me not doing much and then say, hey, it's my 40th birthday in 12, 14 weeks. Um, can you get me in the best shape of my life for 40? And we'll do that and they'll go kamikaze, they'll do everything perfectly and get their most in- insane result for those 12 weeks. They'll go from doing nothing to me treating like a comp prep and they'll just get the most incredible transformations. That's what really kind of built my name. And so when I put on all that weight and then said, you know what, it's time to get back. I, you know, I got up to 96, 97 kilos from 83. In my head, I was like, cool. All right. The gym's open again. Easy. I'm going to do for now, instead of my client being that epic fast transformation, I'm going to be that myself. You know, I can do this with my eyes closed to everyone. Um, I've done this over and over and over. So the next eight, 12 weeks, I'm going to get the most insane transformation I've ever seen. But here's the thing, right? What motivates you to kind of do those insane transformations will kind of differ and you need something really strong and you also also I think need to be in a really good headspace to kind of commit to something all out and for me um that those 12 week that 12 week transformation I was meant to do is I'm still working on to 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 28 months later um and the thing was is that when I started to push it I was just in such a mentally defeated place with myself and I was just such low confidence, such low self-esteem that me actually trying to do all these variables of five days a week training, low calories, hitting my macros, tracking all this stuff, it just actually made me feel like crumbling because I just had so much pressure on myself, so much stress, and it just actually compounded the problem initially. And so for myself there, I wasn't in a good place to do a hardcore transformation. And that sometimes what we don't realize is, is that as Roger said before, it's we're not always for a variety of reasons in a position to do an epic eight week transformation. I think you have to really be in a good place mentally and also have a super, super strong, powerful goal. That's why people say if they have a 40th birthday or they have a wedding or something like that, that's a super, super strong goal. But for me, it was a standpoint of I hated myself at the time and I just wanted to hate myself less. And even though that sounds like a powerful kind of thing, 
when it got hard, instead of feeling motivated for the goal, when it got hard, I just wanted to quit because I felt so down about myself. I just like, I can't do this. I'm a loser. I'm fat. And what happened to me? I, you know, and so having a, a goal at the end of the, at the end, but a positive goal, I think is important and not just doing it out of hate, but doing it because of, a, you know, a, a good reason and trying to do everything at once can be a fantastic thing at times for people, but other people at times, especially if you're not in a great mental place, can actually be quite detrimental. And why, I guess, then, Roger, did you feel, you know, just starting one a week was a bit more realistic versus, you know, you, you work from home, right? Why why didn't you do five days a week to begin with? Yeah, well, I've got plenty of time. So you're right. I could have done five days a week, but I know it was going to be too much for me mentally. And I think I also know because I coach clients one-to-one that we even start as simple as work on one meal and get that one meal right. What is your worst meal to get organized? Is it at work or is it at home? Work on that and start. Because what happens is I work on the philosophy of action precedes motivation. You've got to take that one step. Even going into your GenPop program or for people going into the program, people can't sit there, or majority of people, I'm not saying all, but majority of people, they can't sit there and say, I'm going to start and I'm going to do Mark Carroll's challenge. Or they've gone from no gym, no nutritional knowledge, and I'm going to start Mark Carroll's challenge and I'm going to do the challenge. Bang, I'm going to go in and start doing it. Some people are highly successful at doing that, but you tend to find the people that get the most success out of that have started already in doing just little bits of gym, doing one session, getting a few meals right, and then they start to compound and start to build on top of that. And then they go in, which is why they get that epic transformation, because they have they just need some structure. Like they, they start with little bits and pieces and then they need that structure. And that's why with me, just going into the gym and doing one day a week. I know I had to start small because if I went in, even even in the Phoenix method, I'm only doing lifestyle, which is three days a week. I, I work from home. I could do gym five, six days a week, no problems at all, but I know it would have been too much. And I would rather nail three sessions a week with a sense of accomplishment and go through that structured program of three days a week and achieve that, then set myself a five day a week program, only get three and feel like a failure. Because it's a psychological game, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I forget if I spoke to you about it. I think I did on a podcast once where if you set kind of realistic expectations, it's going to help you a lot feel like you're accomplishing things. Whereas if you over overestimate or overset expectations which are not really realistic you can set yourself up for failure so for example let's say you know you're you know you're a really really busy mom or dad and you've had a long layoff from the gym and you want to get back into it and you used to train five six days a week and that was your life before kids or before your new job and all these things and so you go you know what I want to get back into great shape. I want to look like I used to do before. I haven't trained in one to two years, but I used to train like this. So therefore I associate mm-hmm. results with with my old training schedule. And so what happens is you start training 
and you set the goal of five to six days a week again. But in reality, your schedule really only allows for three. And so you do three sessions a week and they're good sessions, but you're not hitting your goal of five to six. So you feel like a failure. You think, well, you know what? I'm a failure. I can't, I I can't stick to my schedule. I can't do this. I'm not going to look like I used to do it. But if you actually reframe that of saying, Hey, I've got three days a week available. I'm going to go in the gym and crush three days a week. So instead of trying to do six days a week, knowing deep down, you're probably not going to achieve that. Go set out to do three days a week and actually stick to it because it's a realistic goal. And all of a sudden, whichever way you're doing three days a week, but one, you're going to feel super accomplished because you're sticking to your goals. And the other one, you're going to feel like a failure, even though you're still doing the same amount of days a week. And that's why something like, you know, my Build in the Bikini Body series is five days a week, but I came out with my Bikini in Three program, my advanced three-day-a-week training program, because I had so many women, for example, telling me, hey, Mark, I used to be a competitor or I'm a personal trainer, and at the moment my life just cannot do five days a week, but I want to train smart. Like, what should I do? And that so that's what brought me to creating the Bikini in Three program, which has been a massive success because I realized that, you know, having something for people who are not always in that part of their life where they can do that perfect optimal level of training. If you have that and people can't adhere to that, they feel shit. But all of a sudden me bringing out the bikini in three or also my new program express, which is three workouts a week in under 40 minutes. If you start to create programs for people that they can actually adhere to, they feel really good and they actually crush it and they feel like they're accomplishing something. And what I found then now, a lot of the women, especially doing those programs was, and say even Roger, who's doing the the lifestyle option, the Phoenix method, which is three days a week, is that the mental side of training, especially coming back to the gym, feels much more enjoyable when immediately you're doing something that's realistic for you. And that sense of, that sense of having a program that matches your schedule right then and there is really important and understanding what you used to do doesn't mean you can't get back to there but sometimes starting off and trying to build that momentum yet again kind of is that less is more initially totally that's why for my sense of accomplishment to start off with it was one pt session a week i knew that that was going to hold me accountable i had a pt waiting for me at the gym to go in and do that one session I would turn up, do that one session, walk out and go, I've nailed it. I've done it. I've turned up this week. I've had that session and it's done. Then when I saw that there was a three-day option in the lifestyle program of, of Phoenix, I thought, I can manage that. I can do Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I can go into the gym and I can do those, but I'm still doing my PT session and I work on my mobility and strength, core strengthening for my back and things like that around that, but I do what I can. And you can see I'm gaining momentum. I've gone from one session now. I'm now doing four sessions a week. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to get to five or six, but I feel accomplished that I'm doing that. That's something I've also noticed with myself recently. Like I've been really good this new year trying to get back into it again. Um, Is that, you know, I used to train five, six days a week. I used to train twice a day for certain training phases and stuff like that. But I've really noticed that, since trying to get back to where I was that when 
the gym feels like a huge chore. It, mm-hmm. I really don't want to be there. And I often drive to the gym and don't want, you know, and my session shit. And when I try to kind of adhere to that five, six day schedule, whereas I noticed that when I do train, say three days a week, or really my goal standard thing is a four day a week for me, is that when I have an off day, I actually somewhat miss the gym and then I'm actually excited to get back in there again. Whereas the minute I notice that the gym is just like the last place in the world I want to be at the moment, it really then kind of tells me that, Hey, maybe let's, let's, let's drop things back slightly. Let's not go back to the schedule of trying to do six days a week. Like I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder at the moment. Let's hold it back to keep to being at that four day a week mark and actually forcing myself to have those rest days because then I get that sense of, man, I wish I was at the gym, which is actually a good feeling to have. So the next day you actually drive into the gym excited to be there. And I think that's something I've noticed when you're trying to get back on track to the gym, having a sense of excitement to be in the gym can make a big thing deal with your confidence and your effort in there. And sometimes by not overdoing it it actually allows you to miss it and want to be in there when you then and and really make the days count like something i notice I've, I've done a lot in my life is go there and over and over and over and you know probably two three sessions a week we're just going through the motions doing something or driving to the gym and not even get out of the car and i was like i've got to go there every day and i was realizing how many sessions were, were actually that high quality definitely not all five or six of them and so that's just something i'm working on at the moment is trying to think you know even my brother who's in amazing shape at the moment despite all these injuries and and whatnot glenn was staying up here with me in the gold coast the last few days and he looks the most jacked amazing he's ever looked in his life despite having all these health issues and stuff like that i was like so how many days a week you training he's like oh just three and he's just draining his own gym. And he's training three days a week and he looks amazing. And, you know, but he's just like, oh, but, you know, I do pretty big sessions. So I train, instead of training 45 minutes, 60 minutes, five days a week, I'm doing 75, 80 minutes. So that when I do get in the zone, you know, that feeling when you're having a great session, you don't want to leave, yep. Yep. make the most of those sessions. Whereas those other days where whatever you do, you just think it's pointless. So try to make those, you know, make the most of the days you're in the zone and maybe get an extra 20 minutes out and turn it into three bigger sessions than five sessions and two or three of those days you you hate being in there. Make make the most of the days that you're feeling good and maybe get additional volume there, which then allows you not to have to go as many days a week and give you a bit of a mental break. If you start a program that is five days, from scratch there's no way you're going to enjoy it like you might enjoy it for the first week or the first two weeks doing your meal preps and going to the gym and you think oh wow i'm on fire but then it becomes overwhelming like totally overwhelming i totally subscribe to what you're saying and particularly with doing the phoenix when i do my training session on friday and and i'm lucky because i work from home so i'm in a position where i can pick my time to go to the gym so i can get in and get out without having to do whatever. But a lot of, you know, people can do that as well. But when I've done my training session on Friday morning, I've got to wait until Monday to go and do my next one. I'm absolutely champing at the bit to get to the gym on Monday. And I really, I stride in there. I know exactly what I've got to do. The app tells me the program. I go in, I do that. And like you've said, 
I get to the end of the program and I think, is that it really? Like I could probably do maybe another 15, 20 minutes because I know that I've got the next day off and I haven't set ridiculous expectations. Now, we acknowledge that there are people that train five, six days a week and they absolutely love it and they wouldn't stop. But that's not 90% of society. They're unique. So my advice would always be to slow down, go take that step back and nail your three sessions and then build up yeah so this advice i guess is more as we said targeted at those people who have fallen off and you know trying to come back to the gym and you know my programs majority are five days a week i'm training a lot of high level people a lot of personal trainers or people who just have been training religiously non-stop you know so training five days a week is they can do it with their eyes closed, just like I used to do, you know, six days a week. It's it's just so easy and it's your life. And and that's, you know, why Bikini Body and my challenges, the pro levels and all those stuff, they're five days a week and male method and, you know, they're so successful. But if you are that person who's had an extended layoff and feeling really, really daunted by, you know, coming back to the process thing of like, oh man, I've gone done nothing for six months, one year, two years. The thought of trying to get back into five days a week can be so daunting, especially when you've got a busy schedule. That's why, again, starting with three days a week, starting with something that is achievable is what can lead to momentum. That feeling of I'm setting small goals and small goals that I can easily hit. That's what it's, going to really help build up your confidence, build up your self-esteem to then allow you that base to develop to then, if you need to and want to, you can build on that. But the worst thing is, is that when you set unrealistic expectations after that long layoff and then you just feel like you can't adhere to it, you feel like a failure and then you want to give up. So when you're coming back, less is more, especially um, the longer you've been out, Reset your expectations. Understand that where you once were, you, you're not there right now, but it doesn't mean you also can't get back there really quickly. It's always much easier to get back to where you were than go to a place you've never been before from a body standpoint. So, yeah, guys. So I think hopefully all of you out there who are in that position can kind of, you know, see this and be like, oh, listen to this and think, you know, what? I can do it. So this is why, you know, if you're a, um, a woman out there who, who, loves training you know bikini in three my three day a week advanced bikini program can be perfect for the women who are really um, struggling with their schedule or my new program express training and nutrition which is three days workouts and you're in and in and out of the gym in under 40 minutes which is you know designed for the person who the woman who's just in such a busy stage but they want to feel like they're getting something done and the feedback has been incredible for those and you know giving people something where they can actually stick to and adhere to and absolutely crush those days there in the gym. Their results are fantastic and they're feeling great mentally because it's not derailing them from the other portions of their life. So Roger, thank you very much for coming on, mate. I appreciate it and have a nice chat. Um, Cause again, we're, we're, we're in a slightly different age. We, we both have, you know, similar things are falling off and trying to get back in the gym and, you know, we're at, I guess, different levels of what we're probably ideally kind of going to, but that's shows that regardless where you are, you know, or who you are, everyone has these kind of normal human feelings of not always feeling great with their training. 
absolutely. And I think the fact that we're different generations as well, Mark, shows that, you know, and, and you know, you're, you build programs for people to get themselves into fantastic shape. And I'm a nutritionist that's helping shift workers and, and, and other people to do whatever they want to do. We still have our battles. We all have our battles and it shows that we're human. But I think the more we have those battles, the more it gives us the opportunity to actually help people. Um, and I think it's always just taking that simple step because if you're waiting for the motivation, it won't come. You have to take that one step, but don't make the step too big to start off with. So thanks for the opportunity, Mark. I appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. Um, where can everyone find you? Just yeah, people me- can find me on the web at ahealthyshift.com um, and also at uh, on Instagram at a underscore healthy underscore shift. And I've also, well, I've got the podcast. I've got my own podcast, but I haven't been able to get back to it. But I am recording episodes at the moment for it. And you can find the podcast at A Healthy Shift. Um, it's there on all of the different platforms. Awesome. And yeah, I highly recommend Roger, especially all of you shift workers out there, which is what Roger really um, excels at with um, up-to-date evidence-based content, which is, you know, it's quite rare in the industry. So what Roger does is amazing. So I highly recommend you guys go check out all of his content and follow him on social media and listen to his podcast. And with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, as I said, please, if you enjoy it, share to your Instagram, you know, if you're out doing your steps or whatever you're doing, if you're enjoying these episodes, please share, um, recommend to everyone out there. It helps so much get, you know, what we hopefully think is good educational content out for those of you um, to help really better the fitness industry. And as well, please leave a five-star rating guys and a little review if you haven't yet on the podcast, it really helps a whole lot. So thanks guys. And thanks Roger as always, mate. Thank you very much.